It's going to be like Pure Heaven demoed 2017, but in 2024 or something like that. <laughs> like it's going to have both years on it. Who's that? Yo, pick up the phone. What's up? What's up? So know, he had David he had two and Goliath. As well, hey? Yeah, yeah. It, it it's a power move for people to be like, oh, we got two drinks for the show. I just have one, but uh, yeah. yeah uh, it's all good. Without further ado, uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure podcast. Uh, beyond excited to have a good friend from the, uh, not even Vancouver, just like the overall BC hardcore uh, community, uh, Ravi from Juice. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's the main band that you're playing in right now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. I'm really, really excited Dude. to be chatting with you. Thank you for having me. Excited. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ravi and I have known each other like far longer than I can even recall. Like, you know, before we were going officially on the recording, like, you know, um, we we were kind of in those circles where we would run into each other for any like major Western Canada festival or show. Um, there would be plenty of, plenty of times that you would even just come out to Calgary, not even to play a show, just to be at a show and, and vice versa. So, you know, it, it's been a long time since we've had a one-on-one a -on -one and um, yeah, yeah it, it's long overdue ultimately. Very long overdue. It's always usually just in passing. So it's good to kind of, you know, have a full depth, full in-depth conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's definitely been like, you know, times where, you know, I, I think my personality type is like, I really value these like kind of like very intimate, like one-on-ones when, when you're at a Same show, man. like there's so many people like always being like, yo, what's up? And then you, you just have like very yeah. short, like kind of uh fleeting conversations at times. So, you know, I'm, I'm stoked that we're, we're getting to do this on a, a much more uh, in-depth level, as you said. Me too, man. Me yeah. too. Um, but before we go officially, um, you know, got to check some bevs on the episode. Um, crucial when it comes to, uh, you know, themes and, and pillars of this podcast. So uh, tell the people what you're going to be sipping on for the episode today. So we got two going this time. Uh, you know, it's the morning for me. So got to have my coffee and then got to stay on brand as well with the mini Pepsi mm -hmm. for those who know, you know. Yeah. So. Do you want to break down that a little bit? Because you were mentioning there's <laughs> some people that have a running joke with the, the mini Pepsis. Give me some context it's, about the... It's so stupid. I was just telling my brother about this right before I hopped on as well. Um, basically, in the group chat, I'm in with like Taylor and like a couple other friends. I just like I was in the grocery store and I was like, fuck, they don't have any more mini Pepsis left. And then Taylor's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Just get a regular size Pepsi. And I was like, nah, you know, okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm, it's not like I like love soft drinks or whatever, but mm. I was like, you know, sometimes you need to drink, you need a little something to sip on. So I was like, this is a perfect size. Sometimes I don't want a full size can. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's why I go for the mini ones. It's perfect. You know? Yeah. I don't want, I don't want a whole can. The mini does it right for me. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't want to be wasteful so then, and buy a, like a regular can of Pepsi and only drink half of it. Like the mini <laughs> exactly. makes sense on that regard. Yeah, so then all of a sudden, a bunch of my friends started making an ongoing joke, and I was like, okay. 
I'll just go with it. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, yeah, like it, it, it's funny just like, you know, how Bev talk has is almost kind of the intro of this podcast before we get into some of that. Like, you know, definitely soda has been on the, the down, um, not the downhill, but it's just been on the decline as far as the go-to thing. Because sure. a lot of people, you know, it, it definitely feels like sparkling water and some of those things are, you oh, know, yeah, go-to. Bubbly's on the uprise. Yeah. Oh, dude, bubbly is like taken over the world at times and and i and i always have to like yell at people because i'm a bev connoisseur so i'm always like there's all these other cool um you know sparkling water companies to check out but some people like the access is there like they're in every grocery yeah. store uh to my knowledge oh yeah 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 um they're well sick. i am trying to uh check something that's as close to juice as possible um so mm -hmm. i'm drinking a new level uh craft soda so it's their pain apple punch uh this is one of our bev sponsors um oh sick they uh i'm, I'm going there after um after the podcast recordings that i have today because they have a new soda that i want to try but um you know pineapple juice is in this bad bitch and uh yeah i i think it will it will suit well uh for the show so uh you know that sounds good kind of the opposite of you this is a a tall boy versus your little mini pepsi on the other Dude, end best of both worlds man <laughs> yeah best of both worlds of course yeah you gotta have the balance of the scales right if exactly, we, if exactly. we if we both brought mini pepsis it would be like like here's my little bev for the episode right <laughs> all right well uh ravi cheers to you my guy i'm really excited to be chatting with you um do you have an order as far as you know doing the the coffee or the pepsi first you know what? I'm usually not one for, uh, I don't do soft drinks in the morning usually, but here we are, you know, <laughs> I'm definitely going to, uh, oh. screenshot when you're sipping the mini Pepsi and use that as the post for when this episode drops, <laughs> dude, by all means, <laughs> of course, everyone um, will know. Clickbait. So, yeah, of course. People will be like, Oh no, this, this will be a good one. <laughs> Uh, well, well, Ravi, I'm sure that you've listened to like a couple, um, you know, there's, there's been a bunch of mutual friends of ours that, you know, I've had on the show yeah, here. Totally. Um, so the kind of intro question that I ask every new guest that comes on the show is kind of their like hardcore origin story, you know, how they got into heavier music, how they got into going to shows. So like, take me yeah. way, way back in time. Tell me some of those formative moments and, uh, you know, memories for you, uh, growing up. Yeah. So basically, uh, I like, where do I start? Man, my brother pretty much got me into playing guitar around like grade five or six. Like he started playing and then I just kind of picked it up as well. And like me and him always had kind of similar stuff, like taste in music. So kind of like started off by um, listening to stuff. It kind of went chronologically for like timeline wise, if you think about it. Like I started off listening to in like grade six, or like a lot of the Beatles and stuff. And then it kind of went on for mu music from like, uh 60s 70s on to like you know started wanting to get a little more like heavier i guess or like get on into more like rock music dude even stuff like how going from like obviously there's like metallica but even went to like hair metal and stuff glam metal all that kind of like everything thrash metal right and then ended up finally going to music like you know just want to kind of get heavier and heavier as like a couple years later going to like pantera and stuff and then in my brain like i've thought about this before i feel like there's like a gap in between like listening to like pantera and then like getting into like i guess like metalcore and stuff like mm -hmm. probably like the first two like kind of like metalcore bands i kind of got on got into is 
as Ellie dying, and I think I killed the prom queen. Oh, I killed the prom wow. queen is my favorite band. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> an Australian deep cut. That's sick. I love that band. Yeah, it was sick. That's so. Um, I love that you brought that brought that up. Yeah, yeah. and then it kind of just kept going from there. So then I was like listening to that kind of stuff like heavy through middle school. And then finally in like maybe like grade eight or nine, uh, my friend Jesse Hannabauer, he showed me, I think the he this is back on like MSN Messenger. I still remember he sent me, yo, know, Jesse Hannabauer sent me, I think it was Have Heart the Machinist. And I dude, it instantly clicked for me. I was like, mm. holy shit, this is so crazy. Yeah. And a great timing, because I think my second my like second or third hardcore show was have hearts last show or like their last world tour. So it was quite the show is Gravemaker, shipwreck AD cruel hand, bitter end and have heart. So I got wow. to see them playing okay. Kelowna. Damn. So I got into have heart like right before that. Um, and then it kind of just started going into there. And so like Jesse really got me into hardcore. He's like the first person who got me into it and just kind of put the bug in my ear and it kind of just unfolded from there. Like he started telling me to come out to like hardcore shows. He started introducing me to a lot of his friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's kind of went on from there. Like my first, I guess technically my second band, my first band was in like grade nine with a bunch of uh, school friends. And then my first band was with Jesse, um, in cold sleep with a couple other friends. And then, yeah, kind of just like went on from there, ended up, uh, getting to the hardcore scene fully from there and started putting on shows. Um, I think maybe like right out of high school here okay. and there. Mm -hmm. So then uh, put on shows here and there. So yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Like the first, the first three bands I can ever recall listening to what, uh, like when I was maybe like five or six years old was probably like red out chili peppers, Lincoln park and slipknot. So that, you know, the tape, the taste for like heavy music was already still kind of there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's no a there, of time before I got to it. Yeah, there, there's a number of things that I want to break down. Uh, first being, uh, no one's brought up I Killed the Prom Queen on the podcast. So that's, you know, uh, a scoped exposure first. So that's very cool. You know, for any of the younger listeners, like, you know, there, there was a time where it wasn't as easy as just like going and downloading a, a band camp, uh, you know, discography or like listening to Spotify. Like, sometimes it was just like, you know, you would search it on LimeWire or some kind of like um, download oh, service like that. And you're just like, I remember I would only be able to download like, like certain Linkin Park songs resonate with me way more because I didn't have the full album. Like, okay, you know, you know, I, I got I got to pause you there real quick. Yo, did you ever, uh, did you ever download videos off LimeWire where there's Linkin Park songs dubbed over Dragon Ball Z videos? Of that course. was my shit. <laughs> Oh my god! Like Dragon remember, Ball Z, like Star Wars, um, like the the Clone Wars, but the the Clone Wars that looks like um like Samurai Jack, if you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Like all that shit. Like, man, so many, so many of those. <laughs> I remember, man. I remember being so young, still not really knowing like what porn is or anything like that, and I remember like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like searching up I'm like trying to download videos of like you know Dragon Ball Z like Broly fighting over like some Linkin Park song and then it would show up with like a dozen like porn titles whatever and I'm like I don't know what it is at the time I'm too young but I'm just like man what the hell like why can't I find this video of Dra or, like Broly fighting to faint by Linkin Park right this is annoying 
I thought you were going to tell me that you were downloading porn videos with Linkin Park dubbed over top of them. I'm like, that's a, li- you know, there's a lot of fetishes in the world, but that's, that's a little weird. <laughs> that's a genius. <laughs> yeah, this sex scene is brought to you by Meteora. <laughs> uh, dude, no, yeah, like there were so many of those where, like, the song Figure 09 specifically, I remember, I still have it imprinted on my mind this one video where it's like some kind of like star wars some action fighting scene and it was like to that song i was like yo this song is insane so no i i think that there was almost a marrying of like like at the time like watching some of that stuff you were like dubbed a nerd in high school but it was like kind of this marrying of like nerd culture and and heavy music and now you know like there's a ton of parallels um even in the day for that now so yeah that's yeah dude it that's what an era what an era like you know youtube and just like looking for videos like that is like non-existent now it's all like i jumped out of a plane with a with a piano and blah 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 like yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy that's so sick um so so you were kind of mentioning oh the other thing i wanted to quickly say i love that you that you were finding out about hardcore bands through like msn messenger of all things <laughs> um, oh yeah but uh, again like that's that just kind of showcases like the different ways of communication over over time right like you know yeah i'm sure in like 10 years like like i don't think anyone even expected instagram to kind of be the place for like hardcore bands to really like have uh you know their their way that they're talking to their fans or even twitter of all yeah. things like I yeah. had um had Stu from Comeback Kid and Misery Signals on uh just a couple of days ago. Um, you know, depending nice. on whether his episode comes out before yours or vice versa. But like he, he's he's he started playing music when it was like like MySpace wasn't just like th- that was just starting. So, you know, it, it's funny just kind of showcasing how like attention kind of moves throughout different, you know, social media things, yeah. if you want to call it that. Yeah, for real. So, um, so you're kind of mentioning, you know, MSM Messenger, Jesse is putting you on the bands, um, asking you to come out to, to shows. Um, you start playing some shows. I, I know that you started as just playing drums, uh, if, if I'm uh, remembering some of the conversations we've had correctly. Um, so was that kind of like your first instrument before you started to even just pick up the guitar or was it vice versa with that? It was actually uh, the other way around. I actually started playing guitar first. Um, like, was I guess the first band I like really fully played in was uh, Cold Sleep, that one with Jesse Hannabauer and Andrew Numata. Um, so I played guitar in that. Mm-hmm. And then we did like a little Alberta BC run. And then after that, uh, I, like I always kind of knew how to play drums as in like I've, I've been playing guitar longer than I have drums. So basically in like middle school, I uh, like I was in band class through grade seven, eight, nine and I, I, drums. I always thought was super sick. So I would go, I would stay late after school and just like mess around on the drums and like try and play beats. Cause I was, I always, I always wanted to know how to play. Mm. So eventually through like basically three years of messing around in the back of the class, I had learned how to play. I bought a drum set like shortly after that cold sleep tour. And then me and Andrew started jamming and all of a sudden now I'm playing drums in a band, not playing guitar anymore. So right. Q fought his lungs 
And then I hadn't played guitar in a band for five years. So people forgot that I knew how to play guitar. Right. And thought I was just a drummer. And now it's kind of, then I start playing guitar in Juice. And then people start forgetting I'm a drummer <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess right before Juice, I played drums in Pure Heaven as well. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, yeah. It's funny, like how some of, like, it, I, it, like I'm trying, I try to be empathetic to people of like, you know, they got their own shit in their lives, so they can't keep a thousand tabs on, on everyone. But like, it was kind of the same for me where I was playing guitar in so many bands in Winnipeg and then moved to Calgary. Didn't, didn't play really in any bands for a couple of years. And then as soon as like Endgame started, it was like, you play guitar. I was like, like, does no one like keep tabs on this shit? Like what's going on? Yeah. 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 yeah so I get it. Yeah. It, it's funny how, um, cause, cause I, Cause I'm, I'm probably in that same category of people where like I had met you when I had seen you play drums in a couple bands and then it was like, Oh yeah. yeah. Like guitar was guitar was the start. Um, yeah. We're like, obviously like juice is your main project, but is there anything where you're like, Oh, I do miss playing drums and, and want to, you know, either start oh, something yeah. or is something going on right now at that point? Yeah. So I do, man, I, I'm always miss playing drums. Like I, if I had to pick between the two, I would probably rather play drums than guitar, mm -hmm. even though I'm, I feel like I'm like equally good at both. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know drums is just more fun, you know? Yeah. You get as like dumb as this dumb and simple as it sounds, you get to just hit things and play fast. Yeah. I love doing both those things. So, <laughs> um, I, um, I'm not playing drums in any, like Juice, I guess, is my current band. Uh, Pure Heaven is still kind of a band. It's, I guess, kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. There's still, there's still talks of getting that demo finished, but I'm literally not saying anything more because I don't know when. Right. Le I legitimately <laughs> don't know when. Right. All I'm saying is one day there'll be a demo out. Who knows? Could be another more, another few more years, but. Yeah, because so, <laughs> how, how many shows does Pure Heaven even played? Because the only time that I've seen um, that lineup was like while there was 2018. So it's like been a while. Yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. So was that the uh, only time you guys have done something? That's we've played. Okay. We played, I think maybe like, dog, I have no idea. Maybe like five shows in like Kelowna, something oh, like that. Okay. I uh, managed to get a show in Vancouver. That one was uh, eventful. Uh, and then we played Wild Rose. Got you. Okay. Um, and then and then I moved to Vancouver and then rest in peace. <laughs> For the time being. I don't right. Know. No, like it is one of those things where like, even if it took like 10 years and then just out of nowhere, it's like, here's the demo finally. Like people would still be like, yo, like, let's go. <laughs> That's pretty much what's going to happen. It's going to be like, when was that band? It's going to be like Pure Heaven demoed 2017, but in 2024 or something like that. <laughs> like it's going to have both years on it. Yes. Yeah. It, it's called 2017 X 2024 or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or so we're still, yeah. So like we're still kind of a band. Um, and then I have... I have a project going right now that I'm playing guitar in that I unfortunately can't say like any details whatsoever, but hopefully expect a demo kind of soon. Cool. Um, and then, uh, Can you yeah. talk about like how different that will be from like stuff that people hear now, or is it, do you want to keep your lips as sealed as possible? Um, 
I'm like trying to figure out what I can say. <laughs> it's, it, it is kind of in the heavy realm. Like I'm playing guitar. Okay. Um, but yeah, that again, that's kind of all I can really say. Okay. It's, it'll be good. Guitar, I'm excited for this. heavy. Like, I, I think that's more of, um, that's more than enough of a tease. Um, you know, any, yeah. anyone that knows, like any, anything that like I get to see my friends do is just fine by me. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about juice. So like juice started, um, kind of, I can't remember exactly what the year was, but it was kind of like worldview kind of slowed down. And then a lot of members of that band started, um, that project. And, um, so like, just correct me if I'm wrong. You were in the lineup from the get go, correct? For juice. Yeah. I guess it was, uh, kind of like i it's like the they recorded a demo and then i guess taylor asked me to be in the band like right after oh so it was pretty much i i think the band was just pretty much taylor like taylor taylor is juice like Mm -hmm. he started it all yeah uh so it's pretty much taylor riley and um tony so Mm -hmm. i believe it was them because taylor recorded bass on the demo as well Mm -hmm. so i think like right after their demo uh i think taylor had hit me up to see if i want to play guitar um and then and at yeah that, i was able to make it down yeah the free and, show. and as and at that time like were you um you were still living in Kelowna? yes yeah i was still living in Kelowna. yeah i think i i was still living in Kelowna. i hadn't i think i ended up moving to vancouver maybe like six or seven months later oh okay yeah yeah because i remember i i think it was when uh when terror kind of did like the western canada weekend warrior shit and then you yeah. and and I was kind of following that we were chatting at that show because you were playing the the Vancouver day and you were talking about that's right your yeah. plan for for moving to Vancouver um and you're back yeah. in, in Kelowna now um and yeah um maybe we can chat about that because like you know when when we talk yeah. about like Western Canada as a whole like um Vancouver gets like ultra spoiled um just because they're so close to like um the states and uh seattle and some of those areas um and you know calgary is like you know the next major city but Kelowna is that you know kind of spot in in between so like you know Kelowna, in my opinion was always kind of like had all these like really cool bands like putrid brew being like one of the biggest you know notables like you know yeah especially like growing up in winnipeg like adam dyson and any anybody in the in those scenes would just be like yeah like putrid brew is one of the best bands in in canada right now and obviously like the the activity levels of that band have you know um fluctuated and maybe they're not as active anymore but like how was that growing up in kind of a scene that's like you know for for any of the american listeners like Kelowna is kind of like a like i don't like I don't know if you can say like a touristy kind of town, but like a lot of people go there for Definitely vacations is, yeah. and, and some of those things. Yeah. I like hell. I'd even say it's kind of like, I kind of say this lightly. Uh, I feel like it's kind of like the California of Canada in the sense of sure. just yeah. even like landscape wise. Cause it's like, dude, it gets up to like 30, 35 degrees here in the summer and stuff. And like, you got, I the, live in a huge Valley. So like the lake is always like no more than like 15, 20 minutes away and stuff. And then mm-hmm. mountains, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Um, it's been, uh, like I got into the Kelowna I used to have a really pop and hardcore scene, like right before, like right before I got in. Mm. Um, so I kind of got in a little bit late, but I was still able to, um, I was still able to get into it before I like completely died out. Like 
some other people might say a little bit differently now, but in my opinion, I feel like now, like if you were to say the Kelowna hardcore scene, specifically that, I feel like it's been dead for a little while. Mm. Um, not to say the shows don't happen here. Like you can still get a show here and whatnot, but um, it's, it was super cool growing up and like seeing all these bands. Cause like, Hell, Horizons and Putrid Brew, like, those are, like, the two hardcore bands I really, really loved in Kelowna. I know that uh, a couple, like, older listen listeners from, like, Western Canada obviously know about Born for Battle. Yeah. That was a huge hardcore band in Kelowna. Um, they had a big following from, like, Calgary and, I believe, Vancouver as well. But um, it was cool. Like, I ended up being, like, get, um, sorry, I ended up being friends with uh a lot of the guys in like Peachy Brew and Horizons and stuff. And so they're able to open up some doors as well for me in the sense of just like new hardcore bands to check out and like what to come by and check out as well mm. in regards to like shows. I think the first hardcore show I ever went to in Kelowna, um, you may, you maybe remember this a tiny bit. It was, um, this is, I think maybe in like 2007 or eight, um, there was two shows that hit back to back in Kelowna, but it was like, Ill-fated played, I think, uh, what was Riley's old band? Um, uh, from Winnipeg? Started with an S. Yeah. Still Fighting, maybe? Still Fighting, that's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was like Still Fighting, Ill-fated, uh, Withdrawal was on that. Um, Ill Intent, Frustration, uh, I think Putrid Brew or and or Horizons could have been on. There's there's basically like two shows that were like back-to-back in like a summer, mm. almost. I think maybe within a within a week of each other or something like that. So those are like, that was the first like hardcore show I ever went to. That's kind of local. Mm. And man, that shit opened my eyes. I was like, this is crazy. It's a whole different energy from right. like an Azalea dying show or whatever. <laughs> right. Which was, which was the first band I ever saw live. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a different level of energy when there's people just like flinging their like metal hair around versus exactly, like people yeah. like, actually beating the shit out of each other um exactly yeah yeah and and you know shout out to any of the you know like the older heads in the winnipeg hardcore space because like withdrawal specifically i think was one of those bands that like really went out of their uh you know local circle and you know like i i know cole who takes photos for for scoped is like withdrawal was one of his very first times um seeing a hardcore show so like i can't even imagine like how many people got to put got put on to like like canadian hardcore music through 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 older bands like that so have to have yeah. to plug have to plug those folks um withdrawal uh unknown misery was actually my first seven inch i ever oh, bought oh really first record i ever bought actually yeah. yeah yeah that's rad yeah um yeah, Adam was one of the very first guests that I've had on, and Joel and I have been talking about doing an episode as well. Um, yeah, not like that band has anything like really um, coming up to my knowledge, but it's more like they're just like genuine homies, and you know, again, like I think that they've you know built up a lot of a legacy and uh, did a lot of stuff in the past to really set the stage for stuff in in Western Canada specifically. Oh, um, for sure, yeah. So you know, talking about Kelowna. Um, yeah, like it, it is unfortunate. Cause I know like there, there are like younger kids that like are into hardcore. It's just like one of those, oh, yeah, dude. one of those things where, you know, you need people to either kind of take up the torch to, to do shows or, yeah. you know, take up the torch to start that new band. Um, but yeah, like I, I think every scene has like an ebb and flow of, you know, for sure. Th there's enough time in the, in the, in the Valley to be like, okay, like 
<laughs> let's let's start the climb yeah you know is this a matter of like the trying to get i mean this is kind of the thing for so many like so many scenes is trying to get the younger kids up and into like hardcore and stuff and it's been i mean I'd been living in Vancouver for like a year and a half. So I'm kind of a little away from it, but you know, it's just like when shows are going on here, it's just like so few hardcore shows are going on um, that it's like, it's a little tricky to find the younger kids to try and expose them to hardcore and like Mm. show them what it's kind of about. So it's been a little tricky for, you know, as far as the Valley goes for getting kids into hardcore. Um, Like I'm, just right this second, like I'd be kind of drawing a blank just because obviously shows haven't been happening in general for right. a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't really know how to start on that point. It's pretty much just like, as a lot of things are, just kind of word of mouth mm-hmm. and now uh, social media is so huge. So it's just kind of hoping that some kids are kind of into heavier music, have seen a lot of these like bigger names and stuff. Um, hopefully just going out on their own women, checking them out. Yeah. Dude, for like me, when I was, when I was like super young, uh, shit like when i was listening to like metalcore and stuff for me like dude i would be going to check out a band name or a band even if they had like a cool logo or like a cool sounding yeah i was like oh that sounds cool i'll check it out why not yeah yeah and And that's how i got into some bands yeah definitely and i think um you know especially over this time like i've been trying to stay as busy as i can like a like finding out about new music but also like promoting those bands and try to you know either do podcasts or playlists around that and um it's the same way like Someone asked me on um, on like a like a question story series that I was doing, like what catches your eye, and it's like it's honestly so many things, like baddest album artwork. It was like, whoa, like this looks crazy. Like I need to hear this or the band. Like someone says a band name. Like um, I I did a podcast with um, this girl named Marion, uh, and she plays in a band called Path of Resurgence from Switzerland. And on, on our episode, she was like plugging bands from out there and she plugged a band called life crusher. And I was like, that's, that's a badass like band name. And then like their, one of their members sent me a DM and it's like, yeah, our EP came out. And I was like, well, like your music matches your band name. Like it's crushing. So, um, (laughs) no, I, I, I love some of those, um, you know, and, and I think some people get like, busy and they don't like tap into some of those like things that are like oh this band name or this album artwork or this riff that someone's sharing is like actually like has some sauce and i should you know go deeper down the rabbit hole if that makes sense yeah yeah totally Mm -hmm. um well means who who's you know since we're on the topic who's like the the latest band in your like recently listening to that has like really caught your eyes and ears Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, I feel kind of bad that I like, I don't listen. I feel like I don't listen to like hardcore too, too much as bad as that sounds. Um, (laughs) I'm going to have to say like, I got a little lazy. Um, I have to say probably dead heat. I think. Yes. New dead heat is so, so sick. So good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. That band is so good. Yeah. I, I love like, the perfect blend of like thrashiness to the uh, the hardcore attitude that they have like any guitar tone yeah. that isn't just like distortion it has like a little bit of like effects just subtly underneath it is like chef's kiss it's 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 sick so good so yeah. good um yeah yeah have to have to shout out dead heat for sure um so you know shout out join join juice you guys have been doing uh, a couple things um 
I've had the pleasure of seeing you guys like uh, a handful of uh, of different times. Um, let's can you break down? Um, so when someone searches you guys on Spotify, um, <laughs> you, you can't search up just juice because there's so nah, many uh, juices many. of the world. So um, yeah. it's just BC. So yeah, okay. So if break, you're break searching up juice, it's juice space B dot C. And if you still don't find it, add another dot after the C. So juice B dot C. Yeah. You should you should be able to find it. It's the pink logo, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then if you, or if you just can't remember something simple like that, type in juice satanic pimp. I feel like that's an easy one to remember. <laughs> yeah, go for the song first and then, you know, go, yeah. go through that. It, like, is yeah. there, like, I know there's like Juice World and, and some of those other like uh, artists, but is there like just an artist called Juice? I think there is. I'm 99% sure it's been in a minute. Uh, I think there is also just like a rapper named Juice because I was mm-hmm. there was a song I listened to with Paul Wall and I think it was with a with a rapper named Juice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. Just just for just for Spotify's sake, uh, we just decided to put Juice B because if we just named it Juice, it's literally going to be impossible to find. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I think like it, it's always weird sometimes when um, different like people aren't doing their Spotify profiles a hundred percent. Like sometimes like I was so like uh, paranoid when I was doing the, the initial end game drop of that. Like I didn't want to jump onto another like end game, like artist or, you know, cause that, that has happened with some bands that I've seen. Um, yeah. Like I'll get a notification from Spotify being like momentum just put out a new song. And I was like, what? Like, and it's, like the album artwork doesn't look like anything that momentum oh, would do. Oh yeah. And it's like yeah. some like chill thing. And I was like, momentum's gotta fix that. Like, <laughs> like they gotta protect their profile. Yeah, yeah, for real. No, I get that. Yeah. But it, but I, I don't think that there's really anything you can just like select something. Like you can just select one thing and then Spotify would be like, all right, yeah, these are the same when it's like, no, this this band has distortion guitars yeah. and this band has singing. <laughs> They're just like, ah, name, that's a song. Okay, who cares? It's like, we have too much music to try and put out and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so yeah like, we, we got too much music to uh, to have our hands on some of those things. Um, yeah, the listeners can figure it out on their own. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm Yeah, I'm curious if there's something on, on the receiving end where you're like, hey, like, get off our, get, get off our shit. Like, they can put in a request yeah. to, to have that kicked off or put onto a new must be yeah must be must be um yeah no i that that just came to mind because i i think taylor and i talked about that a little bit on that but i think it's always just funny when i'm like you know oh yeah i think juice would be great for this playlist but i'm like all right bc <laughs> like where yeah juice b dot c b dot c um so you know just on the music side like you guys put out the demo in 2018 you put out I think it was just one like demons was just like a single like yeah. it wasn't um a yeah. two song thing so you know obviously like you know bands have had to figure out like releasing new music when they're not able to readily play shows uh, but if there's yeah. anything that's going going on in juice hq that you can uh talk about or uh plug and, and tease for the for the folks because um you know anytime that i'm like trying to talk about like western canada you know hardcore bands for people to check out i'm always including you guys because i think there's kind of like i appreciate it a supply and demand thing with like 
you know, a lot of bands in Western Canada maybe lean more on that metalcore or metallic side. And I feel like you guys have a yeah. lot more of that like traditional like New York hardcore kind of kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So basically we put out that single and then we're I mean, obviously we were still writing and stuff, and then I think we put out demons last January. So what, like two months, two, three months before like quarantine or whatever COVID hit. And then that just slowed things down like crazy. So, um, we, we do have right now, I'm trying to remember like dog, we have like five to seven new songs. Cool. Uh, like demons and like five, six, seven other songs as well. Like I have a full song written. Um, basically where we're at right now is we, it's obviously slowed down a lot because of COVID as per a lot of bands. Um, we're kind of in between members right now. So it's going a little slower on that as well. Mm, okay. um, and so we're just trying to figure that out, but we still do have, again, like about five to seven songs um, kind of, they're not all fully done, but at least there's like, at least like a skeleton sure. of the song. So we have like a good basis on something to work off of some songs that we do have finished fully. Um we have a song that we've been playing live for shit, man, like since like 2018, 19 at this point, probably like 2019. Um, that we've been playing for like a little while that we still haven't recorded. Um, oh, okay. So, so I've probably like filmed that song potentially. You have. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I'm You've, trying to think you... of like the riff or, or some of those things. Um, maybe I'll have to go back on the, yeah. on the videos and, and check, but, um, no, that, I that's think. Cool. I think on the, uh, cause I still watch it every once in a while, the sculpt video from the DPK five year pre-show. Yeah. I love that video. It, um, it's, it's my favorite juice set I've ever done a, and I think it's, I think it's fair to like, it's very hard to pick the favorites from that festival. Cause there are so many, but I think so juice many. is within the top five for sure. I appreciate that. Big that, time. that pre-show like, the like and i think taylor and i talked about this on his podcast but the fact that like people were just like going off to like the sample that was like three minutes long like so crazy. oh my god yeah so i i could not believe that i'm like playing i'm just like getting ready and then all of a sudden i mean the video just speaks for itself it's yeah. like just a minute a minute and a half of like everyone just going apeshit just during the sample i'm just like we're not even playing yet like, um, no guitar feedback or anything just the sample <laughs> just the sample so i appreciated that big time i was just like this is crazy like every single show that we play people go off i think to this day that there's there's only literally one show we played where people weren't beating the shit out of each other and that was i think when we, when we played with the body in vancouver is weird because it was a packed room so i'm getting sidetracked but like it was mm, in a packed no, room good but no one was moshing. And I was like, oh, I don't really care either way. But um, yeah, like that pre-show was on another level. Um, that that sample, I have to kind of clarify, We that was our first time. A lot of the shit we kind of just wing. Uh, and so we were just like, fuck, let's do the sample. And then we didn't really plan it out beforehand. So it just played in its entirety for like fucking two minutes or some shit. And we're just like... <laughs> This is too long, but like people were into, um, but people were going off for almost a whole entire sample. So I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's cool." Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, that I think that's honestly like my favorite set that we've ever played, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, kind of even going back that that new song that's unrecorded. Uh, I think it's the second song that we play. Okay, cool. So for any like major juice fans or heads, like juice, DBK five year, scoped exposure, check the set and uh watch that whole thing. It's second it's song. really fun. Yeah. But yeah, the second song. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's very cool. And I think every band is like, you know, I think unfortunately 2021 is also a year where like, you know, like shows and festivals are like starting to be announced, but like, I don't think it's going to be in full effect worldwide until like, you know, start of 2022. Yeah, I think so, um, yeah. But I think by that year, every band should have something new um, that they've been working yeah. on in that time. Yeah, like I was, uh, I was just talking with Taylor a couple of days ago as well, and I think we're gonna start trying to jam pretty quickly as well now. Sure. Uh, we, we don't have a we don't have a jam space right now, but I mean, obviously we'll figure it out. Um, so we're trying to get the ball rolling on that again, as well as now that like, kind of like restrictions are easing up as well. Like I'm back home in Kelowna, uh, four hour drive from him. It's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go anytime we need to practice. I'll probably try and go out there as much as I can on like weekends. Um, yeah, we already got like stuff kind of going on and planned. Um, we were initially like before COVID hit, we were trying to figure out if we wanted to put out like, just say fucking just put out like a full length. Now, again, this is kind of speaking too soon on what we want to do, but we, yeah, we, we do have about like five to seven songs or something like that ready. Uh, what we want to do release wise, we don't know yet. It's too early to say like, we haven't even really started jamming yet. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think we're all just kind of chilling, you know, Taylor's busy doing elevator stuff. I just started, um, doing HVAC work as well. I had just started my career as well. So everyone's kind of busy doing their own thing, but mm-hmm. we're definitely going to start getting the ball rolling on that soon, very, very soon. And then hopefully again, kind of just depends with like, um, kind of COVID stuff or whatever and like how much we end up jamming, but hopefully like early new year, we can have like music out hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Like once, once we start jamming and realizing like how rusty we are, we'll kind of have a a better idea of like when these songs can kind of come out. So yeah, hopefully soon. Yeah. I think like a lot, you know, it's funny because you can think about like every band might just can practice as much as they can, but there's like, there's a different way of like when you're moving around and like the energy and like the adrenaline starts kicking in and and like how that might feel a little like, um, like, like they're, they, 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 um, they forgot how to like play with some of that. So there might be like some of that, but at the same time, like that same energy and adrenaline is going to be like, super new and exciting for people who haven't moshed in like two years so like some mosh moves might look so crazy or super whack like it's gonna be a balance of scale you know you know there's people who've been practicing their mosh moves in their bedroom which hey all means you do you i'm I'm not even talking shit i'm just like everyone listening has done some kind of mosh move in their bedroom like serious or not whether they're like you know listening to the song and they're like yeah like and they're like oh did anyone Dude, some parts just some parts just hit man you got to do something yeah it, it's funny like um sometimes like there'll be something happening and i'm just like just getting super amped and i'm just like you know hanging out at home like doing laundry and then i'll like do a little arm swing as a joke and then my dog who's like right behind me is like like almost like 
gets spooked <laughs> at it. It's like, no, 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 sorry. It's just this part, yeah. this part slams. My bad. Um, yeah. Just like, and this is maybe a general question because like one of my favorite things about hardcore is that it's like a seriously non-serious like genre of music. Like there are a lot of things that people can literally do the, like the wackiest shit that like would never see the light of day in like rock and roll or like, you know, death metal. Like there's, there's certain aesthetics in those areas. So like even just naming your band juice, like is not something that's like super common, especially in like alternative music. So like, yeah, totally. Like have, (laughs) like, are there other bands where you're like, you see the name that is maybe kind of like, in that similar vein of like juice and you're like, yeah, that is so cool that this band named, um, named themselves this. Now I haven't really thought about that before. Uh, yeah, I kind of, not that I'd like ever said this out loud, but there's been things at like times where I've like kind of thought about that being mm-hmm. like, Oh, their band name and like what their, what the music actually is. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm like, just cause it's, I feel like for example, juice is just like, have pretty much how you're saying mm-hmm. matching it to the style of music is like I, I feel like juice is such a neutral name right it's like it's it's not like you hear juice and you're just like oh this sounds like some aggressive type shit or whatever or it's like this or like it's like that and it's just like i kind of like yeah I, i'd say i kind of like when bands have a name where it's just like kind of neutral mm. not that i really care that much but i'm just like you know yeah like, it's right, not cool. just like you know uh annihilation of blah blah like that already kind of sets the tone for some of that but um yeah no i i do agree that um and maybe maybe it plays in your guys's benefit with having you know although it's not ideal to have all these other like rappers and all these other artists named juice world and and all all these kind of things it almost adds an element of like um groove and like swag to like what juice the hardcore band is all about if that makes sense yeah Um, yeah totally yeah yeah i think that's very cool um so so ravi i have a little segment planned this will kind of uh bookend some of the the juice talk but um you know juice everyone like you know like we talk about bevs a lot on this show so i thought it'd be fun to you know put your juice knowledge to the test so i've pulled the top (laughs) 10 juices uh that as far as popularity popularity wise uh in the states uh in 2019 so there's 10 i'm gonna give you 15 guesses or sorry if you get five wrong we'll like it it, like we're kind of gonna do it um what is that price is right style or not price is right um family feud style so you know three x's and you know we'll like reveal the the remaining answers if that makes sense so I'm down. Um, you know, the, you know, the 10 come up. So what do you think is the number one juice in the, in the States? Um, Sunny D. Oh, so, so let me clarify. These aren't brands. These are just like types of juices, like flavors, if you want to call it. That. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, it's cranberry. One of them. Cranberry is number seven. Okay, word. So not the number one answer, but you know, it's on the board. So that's one of them. Okay. Um, damn. So much pressure. Yeah. Uh, is it? Wait, no. Peanut peanut colada wouldn't be a flavor, would it? Is that a juice flavor? Uh, I, I won't count that as a guess because I think that's more of like a. Is that that's more of like a cocktail, if anything? I think that's a cocktail type thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like like think very 
bare bones juice. Okay. Like okay, shit okay, you would wait. have in your lunch um, box, kind of. Okay. I got to say, man, there's no way you could hate orange juice. I got to say orange juice has got to be top three somewhere. Okay. So, so that's the number two answer. So we got uh, number two, orange, number seven, cranberry. Okay. So still lots uh, at stake here. Apple juice is number one. Apple juice is number one. That's correct. <laughs> Let's go. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so we got apple juice, orange juice, and then lower down the line is cranberry. So st- uh, still okay, lots of, of, of games. Still lots to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, to be honest, I might get flack for this. I don't like grape, but let's go with the grape. Is grape three? Gr- grape is four. So y- you were pretty oh. close on there. I'm not a grape fan myself, but you know, it's a uh, you know historically speaking, uh, it's a uh, it's up there. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. Damn. Okay. What are the juices? Um. Pineapple juice. Yeah, I was trying to give you the hint with my bev there, but that's the number five answer. So. No, no misses yet. Um, So, you know, now it gets into a little bit harder of like kind of weirder flavors that you wouldn't expect to be juices. Yeah, no, I'm already starting to blank. I was like, after pineapple, I was like, hmm, okay. Uh, Trying to like think about like going down the juice aisle in the grocery store. I'm like, what are the stuff that I've seen that I would like never touch, but uh, it's there. Hmm. Uh, Still kind of bare bones or this is getting a little more, a little more detail. Uh, there's like one or two like bare bones but now we're getting into some more uh niches for sure do people like beet juice is beet juice one of them (laughs) (laughs) like beet juice isn't on the list so that's the first x um but i i'm kind of surprised like you know i i will say that the the rest of these are all like fruits there's nothing like wacky like you know coconut like pulled you know or yeah yeah okay we're not getting too fancy here huh Mm -hmm. okay we're man i'm rusty this is a shame i play in juice and i don't know all these juices (laughs) uh okay wait hold up so so quick reminder we got apple orange there's a number three answer grape okay pineapple number six answer cranberry and then three below that one watermelon is that one of them so watermelon is not on the list it it was actually number 11 so it didn't make the list um ah damn so close yeah so dude close. i already know for like answer number three once i hear it, i'm gonna be like man why didn't i think of that the I, I think, is just I think you're gonna be a little little perplexed honestly so <laughs> one way people more... like people like uh bloody mary's or uh caesar's tomato juice so tomato juice is not on the list, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm a disgrace to my band. I mean, you got half of of ten, which is you know is admirable. Like I I think um, when I reveal some of these to you, you're gonna be like kind of dumbfounded. I'm probably so. gonna kick myself. Yeah. So number one you got is apple. Number two you got is orange. Number three is strawberry. Ironically. Ah, oh, goddamn it. Like, okay. I don't know if who's just going out and drinking just strawberry juice, but that's what I mean. It's just like, I don't really hear of, I don't hear of anyone being like, oh yeah, I start my morning off with some like breakfast and strawberry juice. Right. Yeah. Maybe a strawberry flavored thing, but not just straight strawberry juice. Um, and yeah. then you got grape as number four, uh, pineapple number five, 
mango juice as number six is what you missed. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay, mango juice is fire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. That's um. Yeah. And then uh, number seven, cranberry. And then the remaining eight, nine, ten was cherry, which again, like cherry and strawberry, like as juices, seems a little weird. Um, yeah. Le- lemon, and then peach. So you know, like. 50 okay at, or you know five out of 10 50 that's a passing mark in my opinion so you know great job on that front <laughs> appreciate it um yeah no i uh you know it, it is funny like to circle back to what we were originally talking about like i think it's really cool that hardcore bands like can kind of like you said pick a neutral name like you don't like if someone's like hey here's this band called candy you don't expect to hear this like super punk super like industrial like crazy yeah. sounding band like when people talk oh, about yeah. like big cheese you're like that's a weird name but then they're like this super crazy chaotic like punk rock hardcore band so like i yeah. think it's really cool that you know bands can kind of play play to that and just like pick a name that's like kind of perplexing like an eye-catching of or eyebrow yeah. raising i think is the best way to explain that yeah real quick going back to the list yes I find it I find it bullshit that Sunny D is not on there. The Sunny D is great. <laughs> well, I, I used to love that show when I was a kid. Well, again, it wasn't necessarily brands per se, but I do think it's Sunny Fair. D like like is that still your like number one juice or is that more of like a okay. nostalgic thing? I'll be real, I could not drink Sunny D anymore. That shit is way too <laughs> it's like you know when like something sweet where it's like kind of like right here and you're just like it kind of like pinches right here i don't think i could drink sunny d anymore oh, it's too okay. sweet for my liking but it's a nostalgia level plus i know i swear americans love sunny d mm. then again i'm canadian what do i know but <laughs> um you know i think when i did some you know i'm trying to build some of these segments for different guests on the shows just like to kind of really uh just have yeah. a little bit of variety but i remember when i did uh lumpy from sanctions episode we talked about like different things uh because he's big into coffee we talked about things that are overrated and underrated in that regard is there any underrated or overrated juices that you want to you know bring to light um for for the juice fans um and and those could be brands specifically like i definitely think sunny d has maybe had its day and is probably overrated um but yeah yeah i'm trying to think of any underrated juices as well I'm not I'm not super okay. big on on Minute Maid, but uh what are your thoughts there? Okay, do you know what? Here, let me I need to run out real quick. I gotta grab the juice that I fuck with. Hold on. Oh, okay. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I right. live for this shit. <laughs> I live for this shit. Uh oh, what do we got here? Hey. Oh Peach Mango some... Oasis juice. Okay, sick. Yeah. This stuff is fire. Yeah. I love this shit. I recommend, listen, aside from mini Pepsis, get this. <laughs> yeah. This I'm, I'm like, bomb. why did you not check that on the episode? Like, might as well I just add a I third beverage. now. <laughs> this is my third beverage. Okay. So this, this is underrated. Oasis peach mango juice. Go mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. Um, I- please sponsor me. <laughs> and then I don't know if this is, I, I wouldn't say. Like, I don't know of any juices that are kind of overrated, but I will say coconut juice is fucking gross. I love, listen, I love coconuts. I could eat a whole ass coconut to myself, but (laughs) 
the juice, Skin and the all. water inside, throw it out. I don't need that. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. No. I. I. Um. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I'm. I'm just. I just searched like juice brands on uh on Google, and and I'm like a lot of these are overrated. Like V8s. Like go fuck with that. Um. Nope. Welch's probably don't fuck with that. I think. I even think. Um like the naked like smoothie juices i don't like those at all um i'm trying i think um as, as far as an underrated juice i think happy planet have you had have you had that before i don't think i have i think it's um i think it's a canadian brand but they have this like um i think it's what the fuck is it called it's like called super vitamin c or something like that and like yeah anytime i'm like Oh, like I'm coming down with something. I just drink an entire one of those, and I'm like totally fine. Um, Damn, try to find. Oh, the one actually, Han. What? Even though I'm a hypocrite, so I'm I'm down to buy into the consumerism of it and the whole everything. Yes. Uh, to, I know this is kind of a broad a broad thing, but uh, charcoal charcoal juices. Those are so unbelievably overrated. Oh, overrated. You know? Yeah, but. Again, I'll buy them sometimes. Charcoal. I don't think I've ever heard of those. <laughs> they, I mean, like they, it's maybe in like kind of like those health oh, places bl- or whatever. They're like, they're like black. They're black. Wow. Yeah. That looks yeah. crazy. I think those are overrated. It's, I get it because, you know, you don't buy juice that's black. So it's kind of a new thing. <laughs> I think that stuff is hell overrated, but my ass will buy them sometimes. Cause I'm like, I don't know. It's like. Maybe I should just buy lemonade, but it's usually like some charcoal lemonade thing. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they're they're getting me. They're mm. winning. I'm I'm a chump because I'm getting yeah. into it. But you're, I'd still you're say being, it's overrated. You're being marketed to. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the Happy Planet. I, I think it's called the Super Vitamin C. Is uh, that's a uh, that if that's a life hack as far as getting over, you know, a sickness or something. I don't know what is. Um, yeah. Ravi, we've we've been going on the on the juice chats. Um, I I do want to take a, a little a little bit of a transition. So, you know, anytime I have someone on the podcast, I kind of peruse their their Instagram, um, and I I saw that you posted a photo with a uh, you know a mutual friend of ours, Sunny of Hey Five Six, and I thought yeah. it was interesting how in your caption you were talking about like the a small sliver of the um, of like Indian hardcore, and I was like man, like that is, that is something that is like super interesting because, you know, I think there's been a lot of people in the last couple of years that have really talked a lot more about like underrepresentation in the hardcore scene. And I think as, you know, someone that was like looking up to Sonny, you know, just through his work, it was like, like, as far as people that I know who kind of, um, like who have that descent, like it's him, you and Evrinder. So and, and still, in my opinion, that's like, if I can name it on one hand, like there's, there's probably like an, an issue there. So I don't know, like how, yeah. you know, how much or how little you want to chat about just like, you know, getting into hardcore, you know, and just having that level of like, you know, like, I don't see a lot of that in, in my local scene. Like, I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, talk to me about that. Yeah, by all means, more than happy to. It's, um. I know it's always been peculiar to me how little like Indian presence there is in like hardcore whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I feel like there's really anything I can do about it or 
to a certain extent really feel like I don't feel the need myself to try and push more Indians so I could get into hardcore or anything. It would just be kind of cool if there were more. Mm. Um, I know what it is. Like, again, for, I'm pretty much the same. It's like the pe- only Indian people I know in hardcore is Sunny, Avrinder. Um, I believe I could be wrong on this. I, uh, I think Ricky, the dude from Backtrack, I think he's also Indian as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jabby as well. Um, yeah. Guitar player, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I think that's about like all the people I know. I've no, I know like of render knows some people as well, but like, I don't know I'm pretty much the same man. It's like of render and sunny are pretty much the only people I really know who are Indian and in hardcore. And mm-hmm. I know what it is like me and my brother have always just kind of like straight away. Like my brother doesn't like really listen to hardcore, but like he's down for it and like appreciates it and would come out to a show. But I know it's, um, all like more on just like a personal note for like myself. I know what it is always just kind of felt uh, kind of the whole thing about like what hardcore and punk is, I guess, kind of being like the, I say this kind of lightly like the outcast, not that I like feel mm. outcast in any way, but I've always kind of felt uh, it, it's kind of being nice of being separate from everyone else in like almost all throughout my life. It's always kind of been like that. Even if it's been like, let's say just as an example, this is totally different. In like high school, like I got along with like everyone, but I still kind of felt like I was on the outside, like I was standing sure. outside of where they're at. And I know it's just, it's been kind of cool being able to show, like I have like Indian friends and stuff and like family members and all that, like showing them what this world is kind of about and like what the meaning is behind a bit or behind it and like yeah i'll show for example like my family members like videos of like everyone like beating the shit out of each other just like why are they doing that it's just Mm -hmm. like yo it's like a kind of a mutual agreement and you know everyone kind of knows what's going on um you don't get this kind of feeling from any other real aspect in life like even let's say other genres and stuff you can't really be doing a lot of the stuff that goes on in like let's say hardcore live shows Mm -hmm. and like other genres and stuff and like it's it's sweet that it's been able to bring me into or a being able to have me make a lot of great friendships uh mm-hmm. to being able to take me to a lot of our places that i would not think i'd be able to do or yeah go to before mm-hmm. um it's yeah i know what it is um everyone's always kind of thought like as far as like kind of like my indian friends go like have thought they're just like they never really understood why I'm like super into this like aggressive type of music, but um, I know it's kind of it's kind of a nice feeling, a bit of both. Like kind of a nice feeling. Kind of wish that there was more Indian presence in it, but I mean, like, hey, what can you really do? Yeah, and yeah, I think that's a that's an interesting point of just like maybe just leading by example more, and just instead yeah. of just trying to like force it, you know, like like if your friend who's like genuinely interested and um and and he, he's indian as well it's not like like you have to be all like meticulous about like oh, i'm gonna bring yeah. this person and then you know like it's gonna grow that way like i think i think just being able like a, a huge thing that i've heard from people that felt empowered to like start their own band um in and, and they are someone that's maybe on the minority side of things like yeah just being able to look on a stage and see another like person like even if it's like a girl playing guitar being like oh man like okay i can do that the same thing when it's like oh like that like that's my skin color like i can do that too so like i i do think that's a that's probably a realistic 
way of looking at it where it's like, you yeah. know, you're not going to be going and just like handing out juice demos to like, you know, only certain yeah. people, hey, you, you know, get into hardcore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, and I think it's like, um, you know, a lot of people, like, I think it's over the last five years, even like you've definitely seen a lot more di diversity on, on multiple fronts in hardcore. And I think it's just a gradual yeah. thing. Like, I think by the time it's 2030, like hardcore shows will like be a, a full, like melting pot. If, uh, if you want to call it that. Yeah, there was a uh, recently I saw, I forgot how I stumbled onto this. Uh, I think maybe it was Pat Flynn posted something um, and basically like led me to, I found out that there's like an Indian hardcore band, like oh, okay. I think near New Delhi. I can't remember the name. I'll have to try and find them and link it to you. Hmm. Um, yeah, there was an Indian hardcore band. I found that there was a New Delhi and it was like straight up like hardcore that like we'd listen to be into. And I was just like, this is so goddamn sick. Yeah. I legit tell like from like two weeks ago, I didn't know that there was any Indian hardcore bands at all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is so goddamn sick. Cause like, I knew that like, I knew that there was like death metal bands and stuff there before mm. in India, but it's just like, I was, man, I was stoked. I was like, I wish I could like link up with these guys and play with them. I was like, this is so sick. Yeah. It's just like when, you know, finally finding out that there's hardcore music in India as well. Like obviously they're like people listen to hardcore all over the world, but then like actually seeing that there's a hardcore band in there, I'm mm -hmm. just like, this is so goddamn sick. It actually makes me feel good. Like the presence is kind of growing mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that they can try and hopefully they can make it over to like North America one day. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the... <laughs> And, and, and I got a lot of friends in, in the States, so please, you know, take this with a grain of salt. Like, I think that there, if, if, if there weren't any new bands and it was only bands in like the other parts of the world that were, you know, getting put on, getting signed, like, I think that would really increase, you know, the activity levels of some of those things. Because like, if, if someone asked you like, what's your favorite band from New York? LA or you know like any of those hotspot areas it'd be very easy to pull like 10 off the top of your head but if you're like what's your favorite yeah. band from China what's your favorite band from Brazil what's your favorite hardcore band from Singapore like some people are like yeah. I actually like know zero about that scene yeah. um you know like it, and again it's not one of those things of like oh I'm only listening to this band to like give them the time of day like so like um like one of one of my favorite bands um from Singapore is a band called Fuse and like they're like this mostly all girl like hardcore band that's like writing like really New York hardcore kind of stuff and their full length was like one of my favorite things that got put out last year so again it's like really? they're again it's like i i've always said multiple times here on the podcast like i think a band from any uh more niche or crazier part of the world and is putting out as good a product as any of these bands from these like really cool scenes i think just has the leg up on that to be like no we're from you know Kelowna, bc no we're from singapore no we're from like yeah you know this little like random town outside in like oh, montana yeah. or whatever so yeah I, yeah i i think it's important to like again just like support those bands because it does it is definitely a lot harder for for those uh for those groups to to break out um oh yeah by all means yeah mm -hmm. yeah and <laughs> maybe us talking about that um you know can can hopefully bring juice out to india i think that would be so Dude, sick. that'd be so <laughs> sick i i still 
One day. I mean, I've been there like seven, eight times now, so I'm sure I could probably find out some sort of way to play a show there. Right. I would love to. Yeah. Like, I still only know of like, dog, I only know of like what Metallica and like architects playing in, <laughs> in India. Right. I'm right. like, that's about it. So let's as far make as, like, it big Metallica, mainstream bands go, architects and juice. <laughs> And fucking juice, yeah. Like, Dude. I'm sure I could find someone in India to put on a show. Yeah. Well, honestly, if there's literally anyone listening, like, l- let's make that happen when shows come back. Yeah, contact me. Let's make juice go to India, even though no one knows the juice, but <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there is there certain juices in India that we don't have here in North America? Or is that just a total random question? I won't say, do you know what? No, I wouldn't say that was like a total random question, but like, and I won't say that there's any juices over in India that there aren't here. It's just like, they just put kind of their own twist on it. Like I've had, there's been so many like markets and stuff that I've been to where there's like a random vendor with his own like two wheel kiosk type thing where he makes his own fresh juices and they'll like throw kind of their own little mix into it, like masala Mm -hmm. and like maybe a couple other things where it's just like tastes so authentic and good there. Yeah. I'm just like, man. Yeah. Like fire. Yeah, Indian cuisine is like like one of my favorite things. So like I'm sure even if someone's like making juice, like I'm sure that there's gonna be a little bit of a like I'm sure there's some like spicy shit that would just like blow my mind. Uh if there I had is. it like authentically made, you know? Like not just like yeah, here's like um here's like the Costco version of this or whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um Dude, yeah, yeah, I I love all the the juice talks that we've been a- able to have here, and um, but yeah, to bring it back to what we we're talking about, like I I think just like you know continually pushing that, like having those people on those stages, like seeing being able to, you know, Sunny is like one of those people that like is globally seen by a lot of people in hardcore, and especially when he's like standing and filming bands with the camera over his head, like you can't kind of d- deny that, and it's. You know, like yeah. me and him have talked about just like how crazy so many people are just like, you know, sucking the the hey five six cow tit, but like we'll still like send him the most heinous, racist like comments half the time. Like he's like, Yeah, he's like, I'm unsubscribing because of this. He's like, You'll be back. Like you'll always be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll probably you will definitely be viewing my shit mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah, it's um like just think about everything you've said. Like, yeah, I kind of hope that there could be, obviously I won't know there. People would probably know before me. It's like, I hope that I don't know people see me playing shows and stuff and maybe kind of be inspired at one point. Like who knows sometimes dude, there's like times where you'll be playing a show. Some random person could walk in and be super into it. Like that's happened. Um, there's this one uh, Indian girl actually know, out in like Vernon, a little bit outside of Cologne. And she ended up meeting her a little bit after. Basically, she said she was like downtown one point and just like walked into a venue and saw me playing. And then like six oh, months later, wow. I somehow met her. I forgot how. And yeah. who knows? Who There could be instances like that where hopefully something as simple as that could end up inspiring someone to like in, someone who's Indian to hopefully get into music. Because... I mean, not that I had that myself to have any like Indian figure to look up to in regards to like music, but just like, if I, I know for a fact that like, let's say 10 years ago, if I saw some sort of Indian figure playing live music, like that was kind of in my sort of realm, like, well, just sorry, like hardcore punk music or even heavier music, mm-hmm. um, playing, uh, and I saw that I would be, I would definitely be inspired mm-hmm. to 
you know, I want to pick up the guitar and instrument or something and like learn and be one of the few people in Indian culture who's into this extremely niche area mm-hmm. of music that like no one gets into. Like, mm-hmm. again, how we said a couple of minutes ago, it's just like a Vrinder and Sunny are the only people I like really know who are into hardcore music. Right. So hopefully I could lead by example um, at some point, even if it's like random, um, even if it's just like one person, that'd be cool. Even if I may not know about it ever, I who knows? Like, yeah. It's just cool. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a huge point. Like I'm like, I, I do so much that like, I realize that like there, there's going to be multiple times where like a podcast I do or something I say on a podcast that like shouts a band out or like, you know, pushes the needle forward in someone in someone's hardcore journey. Like, I don't need to know all of those receipts, if you know what I mean. Like some yeah. some things are will just happen in the background, but they almost become cooler when you find out about them like, you know, a year later, ten years later. Like totally. You know, that that story of um that girl that just walked into the venue and, and saw you, like if she like came up to you that night, it like that's still a story, but like it's almost cooler that like like six yeah. months later you're like oh yeah what's up and you're like oh no like i remember seeing you and you're like it's almost like more mind-blowing uh with it, it was straight up mind-blowing i was just like wait what she like after, again i sorry my memory is a little bad she like came up to me as like hey like the first thing she says like hey like you play drums right i'm just like the fuck like how do you know this <laughs> right so shocked it's like some random girl came up to me and right. yeah kind of just like hit it off from there so i was like that's mm. super cool yeah yeah and i and i think like um it, it's that same thing where like leading by example and you know like festivals and in different things like it's such a it's such a fine line at times where i find where like a lineup will come out and then like there will automatically be the people being like, Oh, here are the bands, you know, that check these like representation boxes. But at the same time, it's like, well, is that band sick? It's like, well, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, well, yeah, they deserve a spot on that lineup. You know, like if you're taking that stuff out of it, like it's like the criteria should be, you know, is the band sick? And then like being actually critical of like, okay, where's the female representation? Where's the non-binary representation? Like, and actually like, you know, giving those, um, people, because again, like the, if, if you're just going to go off of like cool bands, like there's far more like, and, and, and I'm just trying to watch how you say this. So it doesn't get misconstrued. There's like, if you're looking at every hardcore band in the world right now, a lot of those are just like a five, four to five piece lineup of, of white straight dudes. So like yeah, you need to be fact. able to like balance the scales to hopefully, like I said, like in, you know, five, 10 years time, like it's, it's where you look out into a hardcore crowd and you see all these different races and genders and just like walks of life. Um, but like you said at the beginning of the episode, like we all come from this place of like not really fe- feeling like we fit in, um, but coming together and like, okay, I fit in here. Like this makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, Ravi, we can start to wrap up the show. Um, this has been really, really fun. Like, obviously, like, you know, chatting about some serious things, but also talking about, you know, juices and sure. pl- plugging all, yeah. the, all the juices we love. Um, the final section is a favorite mosh story that you would like to end the episode on. So, you know, you're That's a mosher yourself. Um, I've seen you, you know, give some hits, take some hits. Um, <laughs> I, I was having flashbacks to, I think it was a stepping stone 
um, I don't know if it was 2016 or 2017 uh, when they played in Calgary. It was the year that um, Nathan knocked his teeth out and Luke said, I want everyone oh to Oh my work. God. Oh no, <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't that. I, I can't remember. Someone said beat the shit out of Ravi at a show. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I think that was in Calgary. That may have been, that was at Wild Rose, I think 2017, maybe. 2017 or 18, it could be. Maybe was it Worldview? I'm I'm trying to remember. Like there's so many shows that yes, blend that's together it. Okay. in my mind. <laughs> I'm pretty yo, I'm so certain that Stepping Stone has done that as well. But yeah, no, no. Worldview. Okay, I think that was at uh that when was, it was called the Western Front. Yeah, the year of the chains and uh Worldview. Yeah, the year of the chains. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Spencer said like at one point in the song, like at a break, he's like, yo, beat the shit out of Ravi. And then what was going through I, your mind when when that was said? You're like, oh great. <laughs> you know, like one of those memes where it's just like it's one of those like yeah, those where you just like they can look around the room. It's just like, am I gonna get right. the shit beat out of me? Right. It was like, well, Spencer said, so I I guess that has yeah. to happen. <laughs> I was I was laughing. I was just like, "Oh my fucking god!" Yeah. Um, but yeah, if if the, there's a favorite mosh story that you like to share, whether you know you were the um, either on either side of it, whether you're playing a show, whether it's just like something that you saw, um, that's kind of the final segment here. I can't uh, think of. Okay, man. There's there's, there's so a many. lot to choose from. <laughs> um, there was. Okay, I'll probably go with this, even though this, I just, this kid, this situation sucked, but I think it's funny to say it back because it sure. makes for a good story. Um, Sanction and Vane played in Vancouver at 333, I think in like October or no, September, like 2018 or something like that. Yeah. I'm watching Sanction from the side and I remember like they're about to play their last song, like just watching from the side of the, the side of the room. All of a sudden, I wake up in the side room and I'm looking at, I think Spencer, Spencer McDonald, just like, just like dead eyed, like a thousand miles, a thousand miles stares straight through his eyes. And I'm like, okay, basically I got knocked out. I got knocked out cold. <laughs> so it was like a film clip. It was literally just like me watching Sanction. And all of a sudden I'm in the side room. It's like, just like this little bit, right? spice it together. Dude, it was trippy. I like, I think... I think someone was moshing. I, I don't recall this at all. I just remember being on the side. Mm. And then apparently I started moshing and someone starts moshing into me. I just get clocked. I'd like limp body, just like fall back. Apparently I fell into someone. My friends carried me as I'm getting carried into the side. room. apparently, apparently I like grabbed one of the doors that goes into the side handle or into the side room. I like, had a fucking vice grip on this shit and like was not letting go. Like as I'm unconscious, <laughs> And they had wow. to like pry my hands off. And then all of a sudden I finally wake up in the side room. Taylor's beside me and like, dude, I could, my brain was so discombobulated. I was like, <laughs> I did not know. Yo, straight up thought I was dying for like a few seconds. Cause everyone's looking at me. Yeah. Everyone's like fucking like sanction just finished. Like John from Bane walks in. He just looks kind of petrified looking at me. And I'm just like, why the fuck is everyone kind of look, looking at me? Right. Taylor's like, right beside me he like says something he like says something probably like five seconds later i'm like this slow i like a look up at him and then yeah i just got my shit rocked damn got knocked out cold and then i remember like spencer asked me like 
I might butcher this a little. Uh, I think he asked me who the president was. I said Pierre Trudeau. And then he asked me, yo, he asked me then, because that was a bit of an incorrect thing to ask. Then he asked me who the prime minister was. Right. And I think I said September. <laughs> My God. So then I was like, holy fuck. You're like, oh, something is up. <laughs> so then, um, yo, shout out Jesse Hannibar and Chase Allen. So when I finally got my shit kind of got my brain together just a little bit. Yeah. They took me to the hospital and I had a wild ass concussion. And I remember I like somehow my finger, my knuckles are still kind of messed up. I, I don't know if I fell on them. I had like blood all over my hands and apparently like I got it all over uh, my water bottle. And in the hospital, I'm asking Chase. I remember, I remember asking once I was like, yo, why is there blood all over my water bottle? He's like, Oh, it's from your hand. Mm. It's like, okay. Weird. Then apparently I asked that for about another 10 times. <laughs> You just then, couldn't get over it. You're like, I I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't get it. See, I got knocked out cold and then saw no warning and come back hitting higher power. I think like a day oh, yeah. later. That was like right after that. Yeah. Man, I was chapped. I was like, no warning is one of my favorite bands. Best show, like best set I've ever seen in my life was no warning at Rainfest. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I was like, shit, this is my second time to see no warning. I had to fucking like I had to just kind of chill on the side. All my friends were just like, don't mosh or do anything. You have a wild ass concussion. Don't do yeah. anything. And I was still, I was still like trying to play it safe. I was still trying to like jump up. <laughs> yeah. Like, you Ill blood. Come on. They were almost like, where's that vice grip where it's like, you know, they just lock it in. You're just standing on there on the side. You can't even move anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, ah, so Dude, that's, that's probably easy story. Wow. And, yeah. and you told that like beautifully, like I could picture like, everything kind of happening in, in real time there. So. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, not fun for me at the time, mm-hmm. kind of scary. Thought I was dying for a few seconds. I couldn't figure out what the fuck is happening, right. but funny story to tell back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think most bad things, um, you know, turn into great stories at, at one point, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't discredit the, like you waking up and having everyone look at you. Like, am I on my deathbed? Like, are these my last moments? Like, yeah. But, um, no, that's no, you, you told that very well. Um, well again, Ravi, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, if there's anything you want to shout out, plug or send the people off with before we wrap up recording, uh, the floor is yours for whoever you got my guy. Appreciate you, uh, bringing me on. Uh, I don't think I really have anything to plug really right now. Um, juice is kind of still writing away, but if you want to check out my band, I'd appreciate that big time. Uh, again, on Spotify, it's juice B dot C. Or if you forget, just type in like satanic pimp. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, so that's a yeah. song name that you can easily remembered. Um, you know, all of Ravi's stuff will be in the uh, show notes, in the description of the video. And uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on, man. This was uh, really, really fun. Dude, thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure.